Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. To learn more about Believer's Church, where our mission is to lead broken people to become fully devoted followers of Christ, you can visit our website at believerschurch.tv. Listen in as Pastor Matt Smith brings this week's message. We'd like to welcome you to Believer's Church Online. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whatever, whatever brought you uh, to listen, we are just grateful that you are here. Um, needless to say, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. I've been waiting for this moment for a while. been anticipating this and excited uh, since the vote. And I know that this is the place that my family is supposed to be after a lot of prayer. And I know that this is God's plan for our church, for Believer's Church right now. So we're just excited about the work that God is going to do um, in the coming weeks and in the coming months. We also want to let you guys know that as we continue uh, not to meet um, as a result of COVID-19, that we are going to continue to give you updates and let you know when we're going to be meeting again as Tennessee goes through these phases with this plan. Uh, We'll let you know what things are going to look like and whenever we're able to meet as a body publicly again. We also want to ask you guys to invite your friends and family members, those who do not go to church or have a church home, or even those who maybe don't have a service to listen to on Sunday mornings. Uh, We just want to invite you uh, to invite them to join us at 10 a.m. or even a little bit later in the day uh, to have an opportunity to listen to our uh, recordings. Now, next week, I'm going to begin an eight-week series, just to let you guys know, titled Eternity is Now in Session. This is actually a study based on a book by John Ortberg. We did this study at my former church, Destination Community Church. Our leadership team did, and I knew I was going to have to do a series with this book. I just didn't know when that was going to happen, and now that this situation has presented itself, I'm absolutely thrilled that we're going to be able to do that. And just to give you a little bit of a sneak peek on what this is actually going to look like and what it's going to be about, it's going to be on what it actually means to really be a follower of Jesus. And just to give you a sneak peek or a hint, it's not just about getting into heaven as we often think that it is. It's so much deeper than that. So I just want to encourage you to invite your friends and family members and other people uh, to start listening with us next Sunday as well. So today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak on a topic. If I had to call this message something, I would probably call it breath. Uh, but I feel like this is a really, really good place for us to get started. So I want to open up with a story that I believe will be relatable and also uplifting during this current moment at Believer's Church, but also taking into consideration what's going on in our society as well as in our country and around the globe right now. So this is the moment after Jesus' resurrection when he first speaks with his disciples. Now, prior to speaking with the disciples, there is a tremendous amount of discouragement. There is a tremendous amount of worry. There is a tremendous amount of uncertainty and fear. And this brings us and leads us into the story that we're going to be in today. So if you have your Bible at home, you can open it up to John chapter 20. We're going to look at verses 19 through 22. If you don't have a Bible, uh, please feel free to follow on the screen with us. I want to give you guys 
just a second uh, to get there. John chapter 20, verses 19 through 22. And this is what the scripture says. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. He says that twice. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Now, I distinctly remember graduating high school. And I know that we have a lot of seniors that are getting ready to graduate, even though the circumstances as far as walking across the stage is going to be a little bit different, unfortunately, than what a lot of us have been able to experience. I remember what it was like whenever I graduated high school and the feeling of these new experiences of the world as I was growing into adulthood. It was kind of like that shelter that I was born underneath was completely lifted off. And there was this entirely new world that I'd never understood, never fathomed, never been part of, that was all of a sudden opening itself up. There was an excitement. Uh, there was an anxiety. Of course, these kids experienced an uncertainty. There's adventure and many other emotions that are actually associated with this. Now, in film and literature, what we often refer to these moments as are uh, coming-of-age moments. So if you think about movies that I watched in the 80s that some of you guys have seen, some of the John Hughes uh, films like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or The Breakfast Club, movies like that, or some of the literature that we grew up on or read maybe in college like To Kill a Mockingbird, or the catcher in the rye. All right, these are also situations, experiences in which you have uh, kids that are turning in to adults. Now, this is why this is important. I believe the disciples at this moment had what we would call a coming of age moment when Jesus steps back onto the scene after the resurrection. There was something that changed within them. All right, so I believe when they saw him in the flesh, after the resurrection and believed freshly, I think that's absolutely critical, they believed freshly that something unique happened. All right, some of you have been through deep spiritual moments, and, and many of you have been through spiritual moments that are, that are much deeper um, than what I've been able to experience myself. But nonetheless, all of us here at Believer's Church, what we need those of us in leadership, those of us that have been here for a long time, those that are in the band, kids ministry, all these different areas. We need a coming of age moment as a church in which we are grew, growing into a new place of spiritual maturity. So for the next few minutes, what I would like to do is I would like for us to enter the home of this great story. All right, I want us to literally smell the smells of this home. I want us to learn uh, the characters. I want us to feel the emotions 
that are going on in this room at this time. So this is the house where the disciples had met. And this home is full of fear. They had dedicated three and a half years. Some of them had been uh, with Jesus the entire time. They had dedicated three and a half years to following this supposed Messiah that now gave every indication of being dead. Have you ever been discouraged? Have you ever been in a deeply painful place when you feel like there is absolutely nowhere else to turn? You see, this is where they are, but it even goes a step further because this is humiliation. All right, they've been following this man that they believe to be the Messiah, and now they are hiding in fear. There are no words to describe this kind of discouragement. But soon, very soon, this fear will turn to joy. You see, the disciples are fearful of the Jews because they were followers of this man who had been killed by the state. They had fled the scene, and some experienced different levels of hope. As we have said, some of them experienced levels of fear. And there was complete uncertainty about what was going to happen next. And this is key right here. The doors of the house had been locked up. And all of a sudden, Jesus shows up out of nowhere. He didn't knock on the door. He didn't try to open the front door. He's inside of the house. And after offering the proof of who he is, this fear is going to turn to joy. So consider the climate of our church right now, of Believer's Church, with some of the things that the church has been through and where we are right now. Some of you have locked the door. There are all kinds of emotions, and even beyond that, everything that we've experienced through COVID-19 so far. But the questions that you guys have about me and about your church and about the future are questions like, what's going to happen? What is the future going to look like? What if some people don't come back? What if things aren't the same way that they used to be? Some of you have locked the door. Imagine if you follow someone in a deep, intimate, close relationship for three and a half years of your life, only to hear that that person is dead or that that person has been crucified. Some of you have locked the doors. In one way or another, in your spirit, you've locked the doors because of fear. And there's not one specific thing or one specific way that this happens. The circumstances are actually different for all of us. In fact, there are rarely two stories that are ever the same. But nonetheless, you've locked the doors. But what you need to understand and what you need to recognize is that Jesus is here in this moment. In your home right now, Jesus is in this moment. 
And there are four simple words that you need to hear today. And these words need to reach deep down inside of your pain. These words need to reach deep down inside of your uncertainty, of your guilt, of your shame, of your questions, of your doubt. And here are these four words that he tells the disciples and he tells us today as Believer's Church. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. You see, he makes this statement twice. And in Hebrew, we often hear the word shalom. All right, it's all over the Old Testament. This is the word uh, that we see in Hebrew. But here in Greek, in the New Testament, the word is irene. You might be familiar with the name Irene, which is actually a Greek name that means peace. But the word here is irene. And this is beautiful what this means. All right, so this peace that Jesus is talking about means to join or bind together that which has been broken, divided, or separated. Everything that has been broken or torn apart or brought into chaos, now things are being put back together in a completely new way. So it's not just that your situation is bad and things used to be okay or good, God is not restoring things back to the way they were. He is making it completely new because that's what happens in the life of a believer. You have a story in your life that God is trying to make new. Imagine that you're a parent of an estranged child. You had a great relationship with this child growing up. You were very close and because of rebellion or because of a, of a disagreement or an argument or whatever that might look like, you're no longer close to this child. And this child is an adult now and you're going on with your life, you're working, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're trying to be happy, but there's that weight within you. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you've been through this or because you're going through this right now. And you know what that feels like. Now imagine that moment, as, as some of you have also experienced, this moment of reconciliation. Whenever this child comes back to you or, or, or you approach this child through a text message or, or stopping by their house or them stopping by your house or whatever that looks like, and everything is made right, but things aren't simply made right, they are new. This is exactly what Jesus is offering the disciples and it's exactly what he's offering us today. He wants to take everything that is damaged within you, everything that is hurting within you, everything that is broken within you, the incompleteness or the shame that you feel, and make everything completely new, putting it back together. He also tells the disciples, and this is where it gets even better, not simply peace be with you. I'm going to put everything back together and I'm going to restore it and make it new. But he also says, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. He doesn't tell them, work for the Holy Spirit. Try really, really hard for the Holy Spirit. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. 
Now, the Greek word for receive translates to to take. In other places in the Gospels, it's used when Jesus feeds the 5,000 and tells them, take this bread. It's used when Jesus offers himself at the Passover meal, the first Eucharist, and says, take and eat, this is my body, broken for you. And as he says this, the passage tells us he breathes on them. In Hebrew, uh, the word for uh, uh, breathe is also the word for wind. It's also the, the word for spirit. There is this deep connection between all those words. And you see, this is exactly what we need today at Believer's Church. We do not need another program. We do not need a quick fix idea. We do not need a a charismatic speaker. We need the breath of God upon us as a body. We need to receive, to take this spirit. This must be the legacy and this must be the future of our church. Not that our power is wrapped up in us and what we can do, but that it's fully and collectively devoted to him. See, there are moments that feel dark. There are moments that feel difficult. The scene in this house is as depressing and worrisome and hard as anything that you can imagine. And right now, some of our people And some of the people that are watching this in this moment, you're in that dark house with the door locked. And please get this. Sometimes the only thing that we're capable of, because we've been depleted of energy, because we are so tired of trying, sometimes the only thing that we're capable of is receiving And it's always enough, every single time. It's a fresh start. It is turning the page. It is the ability to look back and instead of seeing pain, seeing the process that God walked you through the entire time. Another key component to this passage is that he tells the disciples and he's telling us that we are being sent. In verse 20, Jesus says, as the Father has sent me, so I also send you. It's interesting to me that the uh, predictable doubting moments uh, of of the disciples in the gospels, we see them all the time. They're constantly asking questions. They're constantly speaking among one another, wondering what they're supposed to do in certain situations. And you don't see that the same way in the book of Acts, all right, as the church starts to develop and as the church starts to grow. There's a confidence. There's like this assertiveness that they're experiencing. And this is because the disciples grew up in this moment. 
they had this coming of age moment in which they went from being one way to being something entirely different. And this is the season that we must step into as a church. So what are we, what are we asking of you today? Or what can you do with this information today? How is it that you can apply it in your situation? The first thing to understand is this. In this moment of uncertainty and fear, you must accept the peace that Jesus is offering. You have to accept this peace, this ability on the part of God to take everything that is broken in your current situation and trust him to put everything back together, not as it was, but instead to make something completely new. Regardless of how bad you feel, how much the anxiety and the depression is rising in and filling up your life, the discouragement you feel because you're not working right now, the people that you miss, for some of you, maybe even the people that you've lost, that despite these difficulties, Jesus has indeed risen from the dead. And he's in the room with you right now. But also this call that we have to receive the Holy Spirit. Some of you need to stop trying to work so hard. You need to stop trying to do it yourself. You need to stop trying to be that person for other people in every situation. And you simply need to receive. You need to be on the receiving end. My belief about Believer's Church and this journey that we are beginning, which is officially starting today, is that the best is yet to come. And if we recognize that nothing comes from us, but that we are a unified body working together in unison through the Spirit, the sky is the limit regarding what God will do in the lives of his people. Now, there are some of you that are, are, are no doubt watching today and you're in a place where you're really, really struggling spiritually. You have none of that peace that we're talking about. And there are individuals that are really, you recognize that you don't even have this relationship with Jesus that we're talking about. One thing that I want to invite you guys to do and I will reach you as quickly as I can, is I want to invite you to reach out to me on Facebook Messenger. My name is Matt Smith. If you look up Interim Pastor of Believer's Church, you could probably find me. You should be able to find me uh, pretty easily. But if you need to send me a message requesting prayer, if you need to send me a message because you know that you're ready to accept Christ, if you're at Believer's Church and you know there are things going on in your life and you know that you need to receive this Spirit, if you know that you need peace, and you want to begin this journey today, please do not hesitate to do that. And recognize that God is going to do absolutely amazing things, not only in the building that I'm sitting in right now, but in your life, in the life of your family, if you will trust him. 
I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the honor to serve you during this particular time, and I'm so excited about what God is going to do. Will you pray with me? Father, we come to you today just thanking you so much for the spirit that you continue to offer. Father, release us from ourselves and give us peace. Father, before we go to all these different ideas and how successful churches are doing it, and the next trend, and the next fad, and all of these things that people are trying from a marketing standpoint. We need the breath of God on this church. And we need the peace that only you can give. May we receive the Spirit on this day. And we ask these things in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit our Believers Church Facebook page or our website at believerschurch.tv. If you enjoyed this message, please make sure to subscribe and join us next week as we continue our mission to lead broken people to become fully devoted followers of Christ.